I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. And I'm Jazz Rap. And this is Collateral Cinema. What makes you think you can bullshit your way into my head? Like every other pencil that piece of shit. Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We're podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, this is a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, whether you have blunts, whether you have joints, whether you have dabs, smoke it if you got it, ladies and gentlemen. Smoke it if you've got it. The vape it. The vape pin. Yeah, definitely the vape pin. <laughs> drink, drink the liquid, kids. It's and, good for you. And don't plug it, because you have a problem if you're plugging it. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Collateral Cinema coming at you with a bonus episode. In case you haven't noticed, we do have our season finale on iTunes right now, iTunes. as well as the whole first season. Please listen to that. That's all kinds of fun. It is super fun. Oh, yeah, man. All the episodes in the last season, I was really happy with, man. Like, you chose some really fun movies. Yeah, we, we wanted to kind of keep it dynamic, keep it fun, sometimes a little nostalgic. And also, every 420, we are going to have special episodes mm-hmm. the entire month to celebrate the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's and a true stoner celebration. Oh, yeah. You definitely. treated it like one. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that's why we went ahead and did a month-long <laughs> celebration. We did two of them, right? Two yeah, we did. yeah, we did two of them. How High and... Um, and the Broken Lizard movies. That's Super right. Troopers 1 and 2. You did, t- you did two, and I haven't seen two, so I didn't watch it. Um, I didn't listen to it. it it's spoiler-free, so I yeah. mean, you, oh, okay. can, you can listen to it and not get any... Spoiler-free? That's yeah. true. I guess it's all phys- a lot of it's physical comedy it is yeah yeah certainly like we watched it in the theater right robert yeah it was hilarious oh, okay man, good, good. I, you know that's another thing i haven't heard shit about it lived like, up to the original I mean, oh man we, we saw it we saw it uh, first run for nice. 20 very cool oh very yeah cool. definitely well, i'll have to check that out on my way home so yeah ladies <laughs> and gentlemen we are here talking with chaz rab from the trial by error variety show podcast chaz why don't you go ahead and tell us what your podcast is about and what you do there music oh yeah i talk <laughs> music and talking. I listen to music. Yeah, Simple. Right. No, I, it's all about getting people that have made really good music out into the open. Because oh, yeah. I guess they came from really just having a band for so long and not really, you know, working really hard, putting a, a, hundreds and hundreds of hours in, filling, you know, building relationships with other members. Yeah. And playing tons of shows, not really wanting payback, but just some sort of building of a fan base and and only really mm. staying local yeah and, and i understand there's distribution everywhere reverb nation and stuff like that and soundcloud and all that stuff yeah, yeah. I, I, but there's you always as you're loading your stuff up there you kind of have that seed in your mind like i hope somebody finds this you know yeah and so i'm that you're the somebody I'm that, that finds s- it person <laughs> that comes in and with that seed of hope and i find it and i say this is cool do you want to talk about it and that's yeah, pretty definitely. much it. And then, and then anybody that wants to hear that and learn about that band can can do that all in one place. Right on. And you can find Trial by Error on iTunes and mm-hmm. wherever else you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Right? iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Oh, y'all are on iHeartRadio? Yeah, but not Spotify because hmm. we're not airing our original content. Really? Yeah. So, so, but but what I've done is any bands that are on Spotify, I've made a huge playlist. Oh, okay. So all I gotta do is follow me, Chaznik Rab, actually, C-H-A-Z-N-I-K. Chaznik. R-A-A-B. Uh, my social security is... <laughs> uh, That's but, right, you're gonna give us all your fucking information. But yeah, for real, there's there's a playlist of any band that, that we've had on there, all of their albums, in their entirety. That's, that's great So hit right shuffle there. and you don't have to hear my voice ever. Just hear the music. <laughs> Just hear everything that's been featured on your that's show. It. That's, that's it. right. Nice. But today we are talking movies, of course, because mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. collateral cinema. You know? uh, I love and movies too. We are talking about the 2004 zombie horror movie made by Showtime and directed by David Gabreau, Zombie Honeymoon. Mm-hmm. This movie is definitely very much made for TV. Mm-hmm. Like It definitely has that quality to it. It has that cinematography. It has the acting of it. But 
honestly, I found it kind of endearing. Yeah. Really. And especially after sitting down and watching the director's commentary, where he really, really kind of laid out why he made the movie. And it, it turns out it was made for his sister. Hmm. His sister met a, a guy from Germany on a Psychobilly website. And apparently they hit it off and they started a relationship and they were engaged to be married and he was a surfer and he had a surfing accident and passed away. Mm. So this was kind of a little tribute to that whole part of their lives. You know, it was kind of for his sister. Yeah. You know, without getting into it too much, I kind of felt like that's what it was, was their relationship meant so much to her yeah. that it was going to take down everything around her. Oh, definitely. And yeah. I didn't know that story, but I kind of got that. That was the overall feel. Yeah, it, it's definitely a very personal film, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the, and the summary is basically this uh, couple, they get married. Let's see, what was their name? There was Denise and Danny, Danny. I believe. Yeah. Danny and Denise. They get married. They go on their honeymoon. They're out on the beach, and this zombie comes, pukes in Danny's mouth. Ocean, right right like, by the ocean, yeah, yeah. Just comes out of the ocean. Out of to- totally a Lucio Fulci thing, by the way. Yeah, they've been out there all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's like when you stick your toes in the sand, you're trying to find a little crab or something. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't always surface right away, but then later no. on, you see them. Well, this needless, was like a bigger version of that. Yeah, needless to say, this fucking surfaced. <laughs> It's like a clam that comes and vomits on you. Yeah. It doesn't come and vomit. I'm saying it comes to you. (laughs) To me, that's the most interesting part of this whole movie is that the zombification doesn't happen by way of a bite. It's Mm -hmm. literally puking into another person's mouth. Into his mouth. Into his eyes. Yeah, just, then, it, it's almost yeah. like the 28 Days Later kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. His ears. Instant zombification, right? Yeah, and he ended up dying like a few minutes after that attack mm-hmm. at the beach. Yeah, everything went... Uh, everything went, went south real quick. He coded and then came right back. Yeah. Like, like the doctor is just like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and what's, what's great, too, is there's a lot of... Um, sort of foreshadowing right there with that as far as you know you start to to put together what's about to happen yeah and then of course we'll, we'll get into it you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we definitely. start getting the when all, everything starts to make a little more sense but. yeah well i mean after the attack and after he comes back he starts exhibiting some odd behaviors he starts feeling a lot more hungry he uh he starts to look and feel a lot more sluggish, and then eventually he just starts attacking people, like yeah, straight up. The mailman is the, mail- the first one. Yeah, the that very he takes first out. one. He's he's really it's insatiable, but also Denise is enabling him because oh, she witnesses so. well what she thinks is the first instance. You know. Yeah. Actually, it's the jogger. I the, think that yeah, she yeah. The witnesses. jogger is the first one that she comes mm-hmm. across, and understandably, she freaks out. Yeah, like understandably, she's like, "Don't touch me!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Gets like, over that real fast, though. Oh, like very real fast. fast, and then that's that's when you see your first boob. I think isn't that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, there is there is a brief love scene. It's there. strange, and it, it's very brief. You know, but yeah. What's interesting is that the two actors, they were actually together at that time, so it wasn't anything they hadn't done or seen before, yeah. but, I mean, it was interesting to have that dynamic as well. Did we say this was a Showtime yes, movie? Yes, no. yeah, this, is, this is a Showtime movie. I mean, showtime. this is the same same company that makes the softcore porn movies. Or, or I don't yeah. think they make those anymore. The well, TVMA stuff. Yeah, yeah. Red Shoe Diaries yeah, and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know what's funny is I felt like the first time I watched this, I looked over the bad acting. I yeah. definitely felt the low-budget side of it. But the second time, watching it to, to kind of take notes and stuff, I was like, damn, I'm being hard on this. And so, it, you know, I had to get back into that mindset. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but but back into the story, you know, um, I, I really noticed that this was going to be one of those sort of romance in the way that, that you would do anything for your lover. Oh, definitely. Uh, and to, ke- to keep him around and keep him safe, you know, and, and she had already lost him once. Yeah, you feel that desperation, like 100%, that she's exhibiting throughout the entire movie. Yeah. And, that's, and that's something that Tracy Coogan actually really did well. I think it I was think. great. And maybe them being together made that a little stronger is what I was, it was, what I was getting yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like them as a dynamic, that worked best out of everything. I feel like the friends... 
were a little cheese. Oh, they were very cheesy. But, I mean, but I mean, they were very ancillary as well. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. At least until the last thirty minutes of the movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty. Th- their dynamic was really great. I, that I did not know they were together. That's really cool. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Look at what's on the. That's like Dex okay. and. Oh Jesus. Juice, juice. Yeah. We better have the black light on. It's a juicy. Yeah. Movie. No shit. Right. We got a. We our, got a Scorpio. Our fourth guest showed up. Our fourth hey, guest got, showed up. Jesus. We got Scorpion. a hot mic over here, bud. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go ahead and leave him alone for now, unless he tries to attack us. Then we're gonna have to attack him. Got some scissors. Got some scissors. Oh shit! A chancla? I don't know. Yeah, we we need more chanclas. You going chancla? We need more chanclas. I got chancla. You got chancla? Oh shit! (laughs) That's right. We just had a scorpion attack. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Wonder if we should keep that in the podcast or not. I hope there's no, uh, I hope that scorpion doesn't come back to life and throw I, it in my face. <laughs> I, I hope, I hope not, right? Because I mean, what, I guess you turn into scorpion from Mortal Kombat or something? Yes, yeah. And you just get up and like, get over here! I was thinking, yeah, that's if you get hit by a bus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And you, and then somebody throws up in your mouth. Yeah, and then somebody throws up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. To re, it's like to resuscitate you. It's like the last courteous thing a zombie can do. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I see this dude. You know He's what? Amazing. He was going out anyway. He might like this. Yeah, Passing gross. the torch. You know. <laughs> and that's another thing too. Is it just one at a time? Because it's not like, I mean, how many people can you throw up on at so one time? So like yeah. who's the chosen one? Well, on. that, that's a, something that I was going to get to about this movie is that there's not really a zombie horde mm-hmm. in this film. Ever. Ever. It's just one zombie at a time. It's right? just one. Well, actually, yeah, the first zombie you see is the one that actually infects Danny, and then Danny's just the main zombie throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. And he just eventually deteriorates to where he's just biting random people eventually, mm-hmm. and he's just attacking attacking dudes that are coming out of a video store and shit. So Clam know? Zombie, what's his story? Yeah, you know? they, they never they never really get into where this zombie comes from, like what's actually going on here. Like, is this an international thing? Is there an outbreak going? Jesus. It's it's what's kind of interesting. There's no zombie outbreak here. Yeah, so, and it ends with Danny. Yeah, it does. Yeah, he. Uh, oh shit! Is that a spoiler? No, we can we can spoil <laughs> it. We're, 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 this dude, this movie has been around since two thousand four. If, if people haven't spoiled this yeah. yet or haven't seen it yet, that's on them. Yeah, and everybody's got a dollar store in their town because oh, that's where I found yeah. this one. I, I, I found this for like four bucks at mm-hmm. CD Exchange. I dug this little treasure out literally in one of those little paper ones. Oh, really? That said, like, hidden treasure. It was like a dollar. Oh, yeah, at the Dollar mm-hmm. General with the little uh-huh. yellow things. Yeah. 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 Isn't that a real boon, Robert? I mean, those are those are great. Those are good. I saw the Banksy one there, too. Oh, they the had Exit the, through the gift shop. They had the Exit through the gift shop there? Mm-hmm. For, really? For a buck. Like, that oh, needs to fall in some man. people's hands. That's why I thought, this is a pretty neat deal. I, I remember finding a Criterion movie for, a, like, a dollar yeah. there. Like yeah? A, it was a Gamora, the gangster movie. I found mm-hmm. Scanner Darkly there. Nice. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. There's some weird shit up in there. I know, it's very random. Yeah. But I, I would totally believe that you would find Zombie Honeymoon mm-hmm. <laughs> up in here. I was glad to find it. That's why I brought it up. I'm like, shit, yeah. if, if you know, if you want to talk about this movie, I think it's really the only one that people don't talk about because I never really ha- haven't met anybody that's seen it. See, I was only ever really aware of it just by way of going out and... DVD shopping because I'm a movie collector of yeah. course like I'm yeah. always going to like half price books or CD exchange to buy movies and everything and I would always get down to the Z section and I would always see that there I'm like huh <laughs> that's I mean, cheesy to be, as shit <laughs> to, to be fair there's a lot of stuff there uh, that's like zombie this and uh-huh. zombie that and mm-hmm. everything it's saturated it's very it's very saturated and that's honestly why I was a little hard on the movie at first mm-hmm. honestly like because to me, the whole zombie thing's kind of played out a little bit. Yeah. Honestly. Especially be- with the whole running from them and terror and fear. Like, this whole thing, every attack that Danny had was totally unexpected. You know, you got, yeah. like, just, like you said, there's not, there's nothing else going on. Yeah, it's it's very out in the People open. are just, like, jogging and mowing the lawn, and then some dude just comes up and starts eating your throat. I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, literally. And, and and it's not like he can control it or and anything. And it's 2004, probably 2002 when they're filming this thing, so there's no cell phones. Like, no. people don't have that. That's in not... fact, it, there's a lot of old technology in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
Like, like y'all remember seeing some of the computers in that? Yeah. And the big old box yeah. monitors and everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh man, I'm so I'm so happy for LED. <laughs> Still got dialogue. <dialogue-y. laughs> yeah. They're trying to film it, and you can see the little lines on the screen. Like you just can't quite. Even, oh, even crazier is there's the, no way to film those even, ever. Even crazier is the behind <laughs> the scenes footage where it shows all the old camera equipment that they're using they're still yeah. using like the big old monitor there and everything yeah. it's like i mean i don't know how different it is these days you know i mean like robert and i we're going to be doing some filmmaking we're just going to use iphones mm-hmm. for our shit you know and yeah. we, we got a boom mic and everything but like some x what are you using type <laughs> iphone what type of iphone um, uh, just the iphone 8 iphone okay. 8 and right. i have iphone s works yeah, we got like lenses and everything for it. Nice. So, yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. As a tune. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Contributing to the cinema, the world of cinema, huh? From some cinema lovers. Yeah, but the zombie elements in this movie, to me, like they pretty much fit all of the tropes that you would expect. But, I mean, it plays with them in very different ways, I think. Well, know? it's a slow deterioration where most yeah. of the time when, you, when somebody dies and becomes a zombie it's uh, not only are they insatiable but they're they can't comprehend yeah you know, hey that's i'm your i'm your mom like ah i'm shooting me in your what? throat but it was like he was always fighting what was the sickness the yeah. virus that was eating him so well, it was like to some degree that was always there in the romero living dead trilogy mm-hmm. you know in some that's degree right. there like, were there were zombies that still had elements of intelligence. Well, yeah, that, that's pretty much the whole thing about Day of the Dead. You know, yeah. you had Bub, a zombie that still was maintaining some semblance of, oh, this is a phone. These are Walkman headphones. I can put them on and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's not like that element hasn't been done before. It's just here it's done in the context of a romantic mm-hmm. I don't want to say comedy. Like, I, I guess there's comedic elements here, but... Yeah, but not like Warm Bodies, where it was just... I never saw Warm Bodies. Oh, yeah. This was obviously predated that. Yeah. Um, and that, that's one of the things that I, w- that I thought was interesting, was like, well, wait, isn't this essentially Warm Bodies? Yeah, it's... Then I'm it's, like, wait, th- this is before Warm Bodies. But Warm mm. Bodies had a lot more comedy and a lot of CGI. Yeah. And it was almost like... Uh, I'm Final thinking, Destination. I'm thinking Shaun of the Dead, you know, at that time. Yeah, that was, that was uh, that's Shaun one of the, the Dead. best zombie movie <laughs> yeah, ever that's a, made. Best zombie comedy ever. Zombie Definitely. rom-com ever. It has to be, man. It's, yeah. it's just so, that everything is there. Plus, uh, I mean, Edgar Wright. Terror, I mean, uh, gore, you know. Humor, yeah. and you know, they're just trying to get to the Winchester. Suspense. You know, yeah. To write, to write it all out. <laughs> and it, then it's get like, the fuck out of the Winchester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's definitely going to be a future episode. I mean, Shaun of the Dead is definitely a favorite of mine. And Halloween's coming up. Yeah, Halloween is coming up. You can't oversaturate it with the zombies, though. But how do you feel about the actual romantic uh, comedy elements of this movie? And how do you think that stands I think the comedy in contrast really kinda, to the zombies? The comedy didn't really do very good in here. I mean, I, I, I'm glad for it mm-hmm. because it moves slow enough as it was. And I'm not so much a drama person. And it, the filmography wouldn't have carried it if it was just a full drama. So I did kind of, like, appreciate there was a little bit of, like, punk rock in it. Oh, and that like, was great. Yeah. And there was things that even when he was trying to, like, hold in what he was doing, that kind of, they, they did a good job in that, and the friends being unaware and stuff like yeah. that made but it a little more comedic. When it boils but. down to it, this is definitely the character Denise's film, though. Yeah. I mean, she's the one who has to deal with everything mm-hmm. that's happening with Danny, and she yeah. has to deal with the consequences of it, and the consequence of her staying with him. It's like true romance, kind of. Yeah, you know, in a way, that. it that's is. That's what I mean, that relationship is more important <clears throat> to her than anything. Yeah, so she's willing to just put all of herself into it. Everyone dies. <laughs> yeah, even her <laughs> friends, man. <laughs> Everyone she loves and loves her. Even the goddamn is co- dead. <laughs> e- even the goddamn cop that they introduce in the movie, like he gets killed. Yeah. I feel like he really was just he didn't have warrants. You know what I mean? No, he like, didn't have any more to go in there. He shouldn't have been snooping the way he did. He probably went... <laughs> just fishing, right, pretty much? No. Pretty much, right? And not, that case never would have gone through. No. He didn't have a warrant. You know, what was he thinking? What was he going to do? No matter what he stopped, 
<laughs> yeah, what, you what, didn't have the right paperwork. Come and, on, and this then, is still America in two thousand four. And in the end, it's still <laughs> an extraordinary circumstance where you're dealing with a literal fucking zombie. Yeah, you know, it's like I mean, how would cops really deal with that other than just shoot them shoot and them. ask questions later? Yeah, you know? we all saw what happened in Florida with the bath salts. Oh lord, there was a lot of bullets flying back oh, then. I, I would not doubt that. I mean, he was eating a face. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was messy. <laughs> Very messy. It's like, that's why I was just like, bath salts? Well, no, thank you. I mean, the spice stuff was bad enough. It was bad enough. The K2. Oh, fuck that shit. Oh, stank, fuck that man. Enough. That stuff stank. Anyway, so. K2. <laughs> Cloud uh, nine stuff. Was, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Cloud fuck, nine, fuck K2 that, stuff. Will fuck you up. <sighs> That's the closest thing we have to an actual zombie episode, though. Yeah, it really is. Honestly, I mean, in real life, there was some um, there were some people that dropped out during that phase. Yeah, definitely. and if you dropped out on the spice, somebody with bath salts would come around and eat you. So it was a dangerous <laughs> time to be dangerous time to be experimenting with uh, with alternative <laughs> drugs over from, the counter. Over the counter. Yeah, not not a good time. Yeah, smoke the weed, people. Smoke the weed. No. But the actors in this movie, Tracy Coogan and Graham Sibley, I mean, once again, they were actually together in this movie, and that really didn't influence the overall vibe of this movie in so many different ways, I think. Yeah. Especially with the very deeply personal story that was behind the actual creation of the movie. Like, I mean, I kind of felt having two people that were actually dating at the time, that was, like, very, very important, Mm -hmm. really. And if I was the director, that's what I would have gone with as well. Yeah, that was a great choice. Yeah. It definitely, knowing that now... I give props because that's that that relationship is what carried this movie. Uh, you're right. Everything else, the the zombie, all of that, even at this time, has been saturated. But what made it stand out was, you know, he tried really hard to not eat his friends yeah, for her. Yeah, and she tried really hard to get all the blood out of the grout. Every time yeah. he Every brought time. somebody yeah, home, exactly. to, I mean, to her hands have got to be just raw from the bleach and, and, and the scrubbing and, and the, the blisters. Uh, the, the director said that that was kind of on purpose. It was to kind of inject that bit of domesticity into yeah. the whole thing. You know, it's great. It really, it really emphasized again on the level that she was willing to take it. Yeah. Because it wasn't like, all right, let's just kill him and bury him in the backyard. Like, it was like, we need to protect you. Like, you need to do this here. I and mean, we need to, you know, dispose yeah. of this yeah. properly. Not knowing when it's ever going to end. Yeah. Um, I mean, for all she knows, I mean, could have gone any different way. Zombies really. live forever. Yeah, they do. You know? More or less. And they will. <laughs> yeah. If I mean, you they're, they're just, they're if just going to keep feeding them. <laughs> yeah. They're just going to keep eating and eating and eating mm. and eating. I mean, they're do zombies very, ever die even if they stop eating? I think that if if they were in a sp- particular region that was maybe very, very cold or very, very hot, they could probably eventually deteriorate mm-hmm. enough to where they won't hurt anybody and they'll mm-hmm. just eventually rot away. Because you have to remember, a zombie is still a corpse. Yeah. I mean, it's still a corpse you're talking about. And corpses, you know, they're still human bodies, and human bodies can only react to certain environments in certain ways. Yeah, you know? but what I, I don't understand about the contradictory part of zombies. Yeah. Their flesh starts melting, all this other stuff, but somehow their brain is still functioning. Mm-hmm. But the brain is only supported by blood. Yeah. And if the blood's like not here, like you can see through the chest, and that's clearly a way for all the blood to go out. Well, well if you if you're an Italian zombie movie director, you just use voodoo. You know, like like yeah. in Volti's zombie or in zombie holocaust and this or whatever. It feels more know? like a curse. Yeah, it, it feels more like a curse, but it still has that biological element to it, mm-hmm. you know, by way of the puking. I think the re- only reason that it's zombie honeymoon is because it has that undead element. Yeah. But of course. the fact that this just goes from person to person seems more like it came out of New Orleans. Yeah. And ended it up on the Jersey Shore where all things do. Nasty. <laughs> That's Jersey Shore. That yeah. that, that actually kind of makes sense, you right? know. And you know, we already have precedent for zombies swimming underwater mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. in the movie Zombie by uh, Lucio Fulci. Yeah. We have that precedent. So, yeah. I mean, it it stands to reason, honestly. So we could call it Voodoo Honeymoon. Voodoo Honeymoon would be a little more appropriate, but then again, it's still very much zombie all the way. Yeah. Cannibal Honeymoon. 
Voodoo Cannibal Honeymoon. It didn't work, so they just went with Zombie Honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think zombie even comes up. No, they don't really say the word zombie or anything like that Yeah, at all. Nothing. They, they don't call him a zombie. They mm-hmm. don't. I don't even think they address it. I think I don't even think they say cannibal. I think it's just like you like my, you like our friends now. We'll cook them up, baby. Whatever you want. <laughs> I know. I remember there was a line in the movie. It was something like where he was kind of convulsing and everything, going into mm-hmm. his zombification. He's just like vegetarians make terrible cannibals. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah, man. that's right. He was that's a vegetarian. vegetarian. He's a vegetarian. Yeah. God, that was in my notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that that's another level of irony there, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> not not a, a level of irony that's kind of been done before. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like in certain zombie movies, even recently. Yeah. And I think they kind of went into that French movie raw a little bit. But it really that. that scene where they're sitting across the table though, and he's just eating that meat, just. <laughs> oh yeah. And she's just trying so hard to eat her like and picking that, that's around the, peas, you the, know. The uh, candlelight dinner, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, they, she has her candlelight dinner. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. like, by God, it's time to have our candlelight so, dinner. We're on our honeymoon. Fucking dripping in blood and chewing the meat, and the camera's just getting closer well, the, the and inter- closer. The interesting thing about that is before that, she finds him playing the arcade game that's mm-hmm. in the living room. Yeah. Which is interesting because he still has that motivation to try to keep some semblance of his humanity. And but he's cheating, games. though. He's trying to tilt it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's cheating a little. He's bumping up, <laughs> bumping up against it. Like that would have been going off. But Bastard. it was, it, yeah, I felt like they really brought it home with all the frustration she's had, all that she's put up with, really amplify just like a thousandfold when he's just sitting there eating that candlelight dinner. Like, yeah, this is what you really want. You know, like this is what yeah, you really seriously. want every day. Cause a dude who smacks like it just, you're, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, nonetheless, yeah. the mess that's happening at the end of that table, you know, like oh, it's God. not just like, Hey honey, could you just, you know, it's like Jesus Christ. If we don't stop that fucking smacking every day, every day, you're going to have to see severed ass cheeks or, <laughs> you know, just slabs of meat, just like whole thighs. It's like, yeah, there's, there's like no way that she would have made that work. She wouldn't have even way. been able to stay human. No. You know, so, no. yeah, the de- but I felt like the deterioration of her sanity also, luckily for her, happened around the same time of the deterioration, like her understanding of what he is. Yeah. Well, the other thing that's notable is that his deterioration, it has a finite end. Like mm-hmm. after after these zombies puke up and infect another person, they pretty much just cease functioning. Yeah. They die. And Which, yeah, and and to be able to have any semblance of consciousness at that very end is remarkable. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and I think that's, you know, where love Love comes in here. The surfer, nobody loved him. <laughs> exactly. He had hate in his heart. And you can't. You can't have hate in your heart and be a zombie. No. Because then you'll the curse will carry on. That's the what breaks damn. the voodoo curse. Exactly. Love breaks the true voodoo, love. voodoo curse. It's a goddamn Disney Showtime collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Disney. Oh God. <laughs> Disney. That's not that's not too far off from what's happening right now with Disney. Yeah, they just they, bought Showtime. They just, no, they just did, did they just like, watch Showtime? Oh my <laughs> god! Everything else, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ! They bought Star Wars. They bought Shit. Marvel. They bought fake news. Almost all of Fox. Yeah. Now, yeah. Did they buy Fox? They yeah. did buy Fox. They did. Yeah, they they now own the goddamn X Men and Deadpool franchises. Uh, oh, Deadpool, great one. Deadpool two. I still haven't seen Deadpool two. I, I have yeah. Deadpool one. Yeah, first one was great. Second one, I thought. The Deadpool was better in the second one. Yeah. However, the character that they decided to use as their like plot character, yeah, they could have done better. Oh, I see. That was weak as fuck. But damn, the the Deadpool stuff was great, dude. The comedy in this one is over the top good. So yeah, we definitely have a good review for Deadpool too. Oh, it sucked. <laughs> Hated it. It sucked. God damn it. <laughs> damn it, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I only like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. You know, it's they said that they almost didn't choose him because he's too pretty. Really? Yeah, because he, it's hard for people 
trust comedy if he's if they're too pretty, you know. You get, but he's in a mask most like, of the time in that movie, like and too. even when he doesn't have his mask on, he's all that's why they really up. that's why they what? really had to mutilate him. Jesus to, Christ, to give him ugly. And there's well, isn't isn't that what Deadpool's character looks like underneath the mask anyway? It is, or? it is. So that's why it was okay. They, they huh. he, went, he went through. Wow, but there is a scene where you see O'Ryan. Really, you see him. He walks through the damn it pearly. Wow, there. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Just this... for a second, you see his beautiful face. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> beautiful face. <laughs> Ruin the whole movie. Ruin the whole fucking movie. Yeah, let's just spoil the whole thing, why don't you, man? Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, back on track. Yeah. Back to the honeymoon, people. Yeah. Even though this movie is very much a made-for-TV, made-for-Showtime movie. There are some interesting themes in here. I mean, the director really did try to add his cinematic flair the best he could. Like, even in the the director's commentary, he said, like, oh, I mean, this scene is referencing Romero, and this scene is referencing, like, French New Wave, like Truffaut and, you know, Godard and all that. You know? And there are some actual theme thematic elements in this movie, like themes of loss and what it means to die, for one. Like that that's yeah. really a big part of it. It's about what it means to actually go through the process of dying. The whole process is there. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's that you know her her losing him that one time and feeling that that's she was running from that the entire time. Exactly. And it just took her longer and longer to go through that process. Yeah, that, that's that, that's what's real, man. I mean, in, in very many ways, I mean, zombie movies, they do kind of touch onto that a little bit. They touch on the matters of death. But in the end, zombie movies are about survival. Yeah. You know, and this is a zombie movie that's very much about death. Mm-hmm. It's very much the antithesis of normal zombie movies. Yeah. You know, other than not having the horde or, or the infection by bite or anything like that. That's the other way that they kind of turn this on its head, mm-hmm. you know, which I can totally respect that. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> but just eating an ass over here. Yeah, eating eating asshole as is customary. No, 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 an ass. Eating an ass. An ass cheek from Oh, okay. The muscle in I'm using like a watermelon, like a chunk of watermelon. <laughs> just. Hey, you're still eating ass, bro, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But an- another the sphincter is th- like the cherry, though. I'm saving that one. <laughs> God damn it, man. Anyway. Anyway, another one of the thematic elements of this movie is the actual nature of romantic relationships themselves and also kind of a commentary on marriage in a way, which is interesting given the backstory here is like, you know, his sister, his sister's fiance died before they even got married, I think. Yeah. So it, I'm kind of wondering, you know, what is this really saying about romantic relationships and marriage in general? It's trying to say something here, you know. It's it, there's a like a Louis C.K. bit that kind of ties into this. I feel like the where he's talking about being off of the food chain. Oh, I see. And he's saying how one of the few luxuries we have as humans now that we're off the food chain is we get to die peacefully in our beds and like I love you, you know, everybody's surrounding us. I don't want to kill the bit. Uh, wow, but, that's that's very enlightening. Given, but, yeah, but everything events. else <laughs> and everything else in the animal kingdom, yeah, gets dies by getting their face eaten off, you know. Mm. And so, this just kind of like crosses that where it's like you still have this human luxury of yeah. being able to mourn and say goodbye to this person who you know is dying. However, now you're taken back to the food chain where now humans are on the food chain when this dude's around. Yeah, that's right. So you, some people have that luxury and (laughs) some people, you know, die while jogging. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So there's a lot of ways you deal with death in this movie and way people's die in particular. Now, how do you think that relates to the actual uh, nature of romantic relationships? Uh, Well, that, that's what I mean is, is, if you're also another part of that bit, yeah, is the luckiest. Maybe not that bit, but another thing he says is, uh, the the luckiest thing that you could ever have in love is getting to be with that person. You you get to meet him in high school, and you get to live to be a hundred. Wow, that's it. One of you is gonna die first. 
Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Know? That's and, that's just a and given. one of you has to live with that death, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. You know exactly. And, and she 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 doesn't do anything to stop it. She just does. She just tries to mitigate it throughout this movie. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And even though she at the end has accepted, okay, fine, I'll go with you this way, or you know what else? Yeah. What else could it be? He spares her. He, he knows that even though all of this has happened beyond it, you know, she has a life. And, and in, in a way, it does kind of feel like she's trying to commit suicide. And yeah, really, yeah, because you know. obviously this has driven her mad. You know, definitely. Like, I mean, seeing all that death and carnage caused by her husband. she loves, yeah. And she's someone that she him. By someone that she loves, yes. that she's supposed to spend the rest of her life with, mm-hmm. go to Portugal with. Which is another another big thing. Like that's coming from real life as well. The whole Portugal yeah. angle. Like uh, yeah, that came from the actual real life story. The director's sister and her fiance were supposed to move to Portugal. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that and that actually comes up thematically in certain ways in yeah. this movie. Like especially like in the scene where he bites the uh, travel agent. Yeah, I mean yeah. that right there just completely shows that that full transition is coming into effect, and those plans are just. Yep, gone. Yep, they got to go to to plan F at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because getting away was the only option. And now that option is just was was he going to eat the pilot? You know, exactly. (laughs) That option is becoming less and less viable as as it goes along. Yeah, it truly is a nightmare that she's she's trapped in, but uh, she's also truly in love with this guy. Yeah. So. It, it's the power of that, you know, and and I think that that's another thematic element here is just the nat- actual commitment, you know, what it means mm-hmm. to commit to somebody like that one hundred percent. And are you a snitch? Yeah, you know? exactly. Snitches you... get stitches, or stitches get eaten. In this case, yeah. You know, I mean, remember after after the because first... if she had crossed that threshold and been like, "Danny, I have to tell the cop," he'd be like, "Well, you don't love me," <laughs> you know, like <laughs> exactly. Yes, he, he spared her because he totally believed it. Like she did good in that regard. I yeah, that's that's actually a good way of looking at it. Yeah, I don't know. You look at it in any way you want, but <laughs> I'm just giving you some objective ways to look at this here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, really, honestly, it, both of them truly believed that they were going to be together until they died, whether mm-hmm. that was now or, or, like you said, if it, it was, it was all finite. She, it was all deteriorating. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there, she there's was, a definite end to his deterioration, mm-hmm. and that end is the passing on of the zombification. Yeah. Which he completely subverted. And also, I kind of feel like there was a little bit of the issue of identity kind of being brought up here. Like basically the nature of identity in the face of death itself. You know, I mean, this dude's deterioration, I mean, it just completely cancels out who he is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, does death ultimately cancel us out at the very core of our identity? Yeah. You know, that's interesting to think about too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he was very frustrated with that element of it too. You know, he didn't want to be that burden. Yeah, I mean, and he knew that's what he was becoming, yeah. was a burden, mm. you know? I mean, it was very much like a sickness, and his wife is having to live with it, you I know? think it, he he tried to say that. It was kind of like this. It was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly <laughs> how he said it. I'm sorry. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, man. Now, Robert, what did you think about the gore effects in this movie, man? At least the gore effects that was there. I mean, there, there's a, a little bit of like intestines. A, there's a, quite the a bit tubs. of blood. When he hit him in the bathtub and just chewing on his face. Yeah, yeah. He's chewing, <sighs> just chewing on his stomach and his Jeez. innards. And, that was hard. That was, yeah, hard. That was hard to that watch. That was crazy, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, uh, like, later on, she finds the head of that dude that was in the hospital with mm-hmm. them. In the fridge. In a, it, yeah. it was in the closet, actually. Was it? That's yeah, right. Yeah, it was, it was just, stored away. It was up in, stored away in the closet. It's like, wait a second. Flies man. and shit on it. Well, wait a second, man. He wasn't even that deteriorated the, at that point. The ticket to it's Portugal like, in his mouth. <laughs> 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 God, <laughs> fucking shit, man. Never going anywhere because of you. Yeah. Once, <clears throat> once again, just another reminder. It's like, fuck our plans. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of felt like the gore was. It wasn't too upfront, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was still very well done for something this low budget. I mean, I, I watched yeah, it with my children, 
Oh, really? Yeah, my my eleven, my nine, and my seven year old. We all watched it. That's 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 parenting, right? Right. Yeah, there. and showing my, them some horror movies. Uh, you know, I did <laughs> cover their eyes. They they don't like kissing and stuff. They're like, oh, oh yeah. god, oh. I'd imagine it's like ew, cooties. Ew. You know, and so like I understand for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, I don't know if it's like because my parents did it, but I covered their eyes when the boobies come up. But then I instantly am like, no, because then you're showing them that's bad and like yeah. that's a natural thing. Like, don't, because this is not about sex. Like, this was not really about sex. This is a honeymoon. Like, yeah. in this context, in this context alone, that's like really the only way that I would emphasize to my daughters. Like, you know, sex on the wedding bed, totally cool. Anything else, you might face scrutiny from everybody. Yeah, that's just kind of, saying. That's just kind of yeah. how the culture works. But I, yeah. for, for this movie in particular, like, they like scary stuff. We like watching like Conjuring. That's, uh, we've that's never cool. seen The Exorcist because the masturbation scene and stuff like that. But, yeah, but yeah. we've we've seen some really scary stuff. They don't it. We watch it on Halloween. Oh, nice man. Uh, my my nine year old and I went to the movie theater. My eight year old at the time. I don't actually. know. I kind, I kind of feel like it is totally a horror movie that you can show kids. It was there's even, a, even with all the blood and some of the gore and everything. Like it's still <clears> the it's, insinuation of the of the pedophilia was there, but it yeah. wasn't strong enough that my daughter. It was terrifying that just her dad was after her. So yeah. she just thought, you know, so that went way over her head. However, you know, it makes us as adults cringe to see what's happening to little oh, children happen. Yeah, seriously. So we were getting different stuff out of it, but... Shit, the opening <laughs> sequence with Georgie was a lot more intense. Oh, man, that's... Yeah, like, dude. Oh, man, that, to that was To see rough. the brutalizing happening, you know, and yeah, the, the suffering and the flopping around on the street in the rain. You like see him bite. My horrible. son's like... Yeah, you see the bite, actually. This my time. son's his age. Age, you know, and I'm oh, just wow. like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm don't sure. you play near them rain gutters, boy? No, you stay away from them gutters. They, you stay away from clowns. Dude, they are terrified of Pennywise. Oh, yeah. I've, I, I don't understand it. Like, they don't believe me when I tell them Santa doesn't exist. Absolutely refuse. But when I'm like, Pennywise isn't real, like, bullshit, Dad. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, dude, how does Santa, with all this shit going on, no, it's not happening. Oh, wow. And they're just like, Damn. well, yeah. they're just, they're dumb. Kids are dumb. Don't believe but, me. I mean, I, I like to think that <laughs> when it comes to certain type of gore effects, I mean, in certain movies, I mean, a lot of it is obviously fake enough that some kids will just be like, oh, well, that's just... It's just silly, you know. No, they love it, man. My yeah. kids, my kids love it. They they understand it's a movie too. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously some movies I wouldn't show kids one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. like I'm I'm not going to be showing them the girl next door or yeah. anything like that. Well, this was this <laughs> or, wasn't exactly. Or I spit on your grave. Mm. I wouldn't like say this is a kid friendly movie per no. se, but if you are those parents that your kids are like desynthesized, desensitized. desensitized. From years go. of video games, uh, then you can probably zombie honeymoon get yeah, away that, with that, it. That's another good point. Is like most of these kids already played Resident Evil, probably. <laughs> exactly. We yeah. we love zombies. The the yeah. Black Ops yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, offshoot. There we've 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 played all the new ones with like uh, Paul Rubens and oh, Freddie wow, Prince no Jr., way. Seth Green. They all voice it in there. Oh no, really? Yeah, some great stuff, man. That's it, awesome. Uh, it takes you back to the eighties. It's it's all decade based stuff so you go That's what's up. to a theme park in the 80s and then you go to New York in the 70s and it's all Damn. like funky disco that sounds like fun right yeah, yeah that's pretty cool yeah and yeah. then you actually end up like fighting Satan so that's pretty cool too dude yeah dude I would fight you go Satan. back to the source of the evil the curse from the voodoo <laughs> Yeah, fucking you go, Satan himself. You go right to it, dude. You fight the beast from beyond. That's awesome. And Paul Rubens is like making sacrifices and doing all this <laughs> shit. It's dope, dude. It's really damn, dope. dude. Yeah, he plays Willard Wyler, who is like this. Uh, he makes macabre films, and oh, wow. his uh, every single one of his films have gone down in history. And what people don't realize is they're all real. Like he takes these actors and. Kills them. Kills them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. that, that's intense, man. So, yeah, I need so. to play these I need to play these games a lot more often. That man. that's my favorite rendition so far. My kids love it. I, we love the Easter eggs. You know? Oh, nice. So I think we'd, we'd live very well in a Ready Player One world. I'm trying to prepare them for that. Let's, we're not <laughs> yeah, really preppers. Yeah, yeah. We're not preppers at our house, but I'm just like, guys, VR is where it's going to be. And this this world mm -hmm. is going to be demolished, and there's just going to be like parking lots and 
and uh, the and then they're just going to be giant wired. pyramids where we we rewrite history. You know how it goes. I I, I think it's just going to be serial <laughs> experiments lane. That, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be the anime serial experiments lane. Yeah, like straight up. But anyway, did we cover this movie? I think I think we <laughs> have kind of sort of covered this movie. I think like we were talking about the gore effects in this movie. Yeah, I I I was impressed with it. I was. I think that it was pretty straightforward for a movie of that. This uh, budget, mm-hmm. you know. I, they they put it into the gore. Yeah, definitely. They, they paid the like, actors less. <laughs> like Re- Robert, you, you tend to watch a lot of good low budget movies with lots oh, yeah. of gore effects. I'm a big like, fan. like where, where do you think that stood up to some of the movies in your collection? That's right up there. Definitely. You know, with the oh that Halloween night. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen stuff like that. I don't think I've seen Halloween night. Who who wrote, who who made that again? Which company? I oh, that, was that Asylum that made that? Asylum, dude. I'm yeah, trying to think of that all Asylum, asylum film yeah. horrors, dude. It's great. It's you awesome. know, Asylum. They make a lot of the mockbusters and uh-huh. everything. Yeah. Like, didn't they make like a mock Terminator movie or something? Yeah, like right. a mock Transformers and all this what? shit. Yeah, what? man. Like Honestly, it, calls or something. It's pretty much its own genre, man. Wow. Like they pretty much just make mockbusters of all these different I movies that are out that. there. It's hilarious, honestly. Awesome. Good stuff. And I think that they're the ones that released Sharknado, right? Yeah, Sharknado. Oh, yeah. that oh, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, They've they, come a long way. Yeah, they they, they uh, just released like the last Sharknado not too long ago, I think. What, eight or? Eight or nine, I think. No way, I guess. Yeah, there's so many of those. I think I, I stopped yeah. at three. <laughs> my kids have probably seen them all though is that okay i mean, I, I can't stand it. Yeah. i see them watching it and i'm like sure whatever sharks eating people from tornadoes yeah, tornado. like, why not how Fuck realistic it, why not? Hey, are my kids gonna be scared every rainstorm no you know no it's like come on now that, that just drains credulity in any way every way yeah. shape and form yeah but yeah we do definitely love low budget movies like this on this show and we definitely want to start bringing some more on i want robert yeah. to start bringing some more of those and bring the whole collection yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah bring that collection i want to start seeing some of those little cheap movies that you see at walmart for mm-hmm. five bucks well let me know dude i'd love to come back and uh, y'all let me know what you're watching and i'll take some notes and come back oh and definitely dude that'd be Shoot. fun I, so, I love movies too Fuck yeah, man. We all love movies, man. Definitely. Get <laughs> until, until we don't, you know, until we just hate fucking bad movies. There's, there's a time where I honestly, I, I don't put on screens and I just listen to podcasts or audiobooks. So I'll go Same months here. like that. Same here. And when I finally do get back on, I get excited about watching old shit. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I want to watch the old King Kong, like the first, yeah. you know. From the 30s. Oh, that's a great movie. You know, I love it, that movie. But it always sparks a love for something new. You know, like, well, fuck, now exactly. i got to watch the Peter Jackson version, like, you know, to compare. <laughs> <laughs> so so that means that you know a little bit about what makes a good quality movie. So what do you think about mm-hmm. the actual quality of this movie, of Zombie Honeymoon, overall? Uh, I I would give it... Three and a half out of five stars. Yeah, that, that's pretty much our uh, our standard measurement for mm-hmm. movies. That's our rating system, right? I mean, that's kind of how it is everywhere. Three out of five, three like, you know, or three three and a half out of five. That, that's pretty much what I would give this. This is definitely there's a, a lot there that kept me watching. This is a solid three for me, like yeah. especially at the second time when I watched <clears throat> it with the director's commentary. Mm-hmm. Like that actually gave me a little more respect for what the director was trying to to go for and I kind of feel like if he would have had like a little bit more money mm-hmm. like he probably could have made a really immersive and atmospheric movie yeah because he was trying to go for atmosphere here in certain elements but I mean it was just you know the cinematography was working against him there a little bit and this was and before GoPros yeah and there was a lot of stuff in cars like a lot of running a lot of moving mm. so it was like a camera in the side seat yeah you know and so yeah. I felt like this movie at first glance, it's not, you know, the budget maybe, but really, honestly, the romance of it, the idea of it, it kept me captivated just on yeah. that. And, and there's th- always bad actors and something, you know. But I, I really don't think that these actors were just bad. They just really worked with what they had. Yeah, exactly. And that's really what it is. And yeah. most of the time you just see I feel like Coogan. the friend had like an accent. And he was trying to sound like he was from California, but he was like Swedish. Yeah, right. He, like, there was times like where it was like, "Hey, bro, hey, bro, or, or Canadian, <laughs> or Canadian, Canadian, yeah, or something yeah. like that." Holy <laughs> shit! Right, right. <laughs> he's like trying to sound. He's like, "Yeah, man, we're going down to the yeah. surf, bro." I'm like, "Dude, where are you, f- Milwaukee? Like, where is this where, accent? Yeah, it it's like, come on, man. It's, I, I think that this was filmed in New Jersey." 
Was it? I don't know. Sure. This, this is a movie that was filmed in New Jersey, I think. I think I saw that on some of the behind-the-scenes. I, I, there was a lot of that in... Uh, Jersey Shore? Uh, yeah, the Jersey yeah, Shore and stuff. Definitely yeah. had a little bit of a Jersey vibe to them. That doesn't mean yeah. that's where the actors are from. No, you know? no of course I didn't, not. I didn't get any of that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it doesn't seem like a typically Jersey film, yeah. if there is such a thing. You know, I don't know, Robert, is there such a thing as an atypically Jersey film? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Any of the mob movies? There's a lot of stuff yeah, happening down so. there. Yeah, I think so. I think that there's some movies from New <laughs> Jersey that... Isn't My Cousin Vinny from New Jersey? <laughs> I haven't seen that one. That, that I, haven't, I haven't seen My Cousin Vinny in ages. Joe, Z. Joe Pesci, too. And Joe Pesci, yeah. And, uh, Pay him a nickel to say a word funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, what do y'all think about the actual, like, script for this movie, the actual story itself? Like, I mean, it, it was definitely cohesive, and, it like, we went over the, some of the thematic elements earlier. Mm -hmm. Like, just structurally speaking, what do y'all think? Uh, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was too heavy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was definitely evocative of the personal nature that he was trying to put in the movie, mm -hmm. you know? Like, there was a lot of silence, too. Yeah, that's true. They, which is risky. Definitely. You know? I mean, yeah, I mean, in silence, it can because be Because you have misused. to rely just on yeah. the physical element of the acting. Yeah, exactly. And um, I felt like there was a lot of torment and a lot of frustration and, and fear yeah, that, yeah. you know, s scripted or just, you know, this is the part where you have to really break down and, and see that this is the last time you're going to see him and, you know, like this. And, yeah, you know, I feel like just, you know, even just when he's playing that game and just bumping up against it and she's coming up behind him and just all of that just melting right there. Yeah, it's um, like she's just slowly realizing, mm -hmm. like, holy fuck, like he's barely even a human being All anymore. of that was better than any of the dialogue, just the way that they dealt with their physically seeing it you know yeah and and even how that seeped into the actual dinner scene you know there was mm -hmm. also that was also a very dialogue free mm -hmm. moment right She's there like, eat your fucking carrots <laughs> you're still a vegetarian exactly i love that line that was funny you're still a vegetarian yeah, <laughs> yeah. but honestly that there's just blood on them that, that, that just shows, like, how she's just <laughs> desperately... Let me get you some more. Just desperately grasping onto mm -hmm. his humanity for him because he's just completely losing it himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, th I really think she went out of her way, though, because she did. She made mashed potatoes and put them on the plate. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's just going to throw up in those. Yeah, exactly. Well, there was also that scene that was kind of evocative of Dead Alive where a piece of him falls off into his soup. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was gross. <laughs> yeah. That was really... Like, You've seen Dead Alive, Robert. Yeah. You know exactly what... That movie's yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, that movie is... That's a zombie movie we need to do. I've seen like, that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I love Dead Alive. Yeah, that's... Uh, I have I have the full unrated version of that. That is so much fun. Yeah. That is a fun movie. <laughs> you see some guts come alive. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck yeah, yeah man. Yeah, budget in that one. And I think that the director, the directing and everything in this movie was pretty solid. I mean, like... We Dave Jabro did it all. Dave Jabro, yeah, he did it all. What has he done yeah. since? Um, well, his first movie, I think it was called something like The Homeboy or something like that. Did I this become a called. cult classic? I'm not really sure like if it's a cult. You know, the, the way they pitch it on the front, like, sure, to become a cult classic. Like, I really? don't think so. Like, on here, I see that there's a Did we miss quote the train? By, there's a quote by Ken Russell. It's a, he says it gave me nightmares and made me wake up screaming. It's like... Dude, you made altered states. You you made the devils. <laughs> it's like seriously. They made. I it's like know. this is an okay movie. I'm st I'm still standing by the. It's a solid three, maybe a three point five. What was he me, talking about? His own movie there, and they just threw that on. I really don't know because that does seem like a pretty incongruous <laughs> really? quote. Really, it there. does. Or do they just pay these people to say this shit? I don't know. It's like, but Ken Russell, he's like a very well-respected filmmaker. Rape somebody to say this shit. You know how Hollywood works. Yeah. Fucking Hollywood. God <laughs> damn it. I think the filmmakers know it works. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Ugh. This isn't a Weinstein film, but you know, a lot of people wanted to be like Weinstein. That's what people don't realize is there was a fucking yeah. cult in Hollywood, and that dude was like the what's the, David. What's it? Who's the Scientology dude, Miscavige, oh, yeah, David Miscavige. Miscavige, yeah. In, in many ways, I, I can kind of see Hollywood. 
because people are like, how do you get more successful than that? Oh, you got to like push some girls into the spa. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> you gotta Christ. Be, you got to trick them into getting naked and going to the spa. Oh, and then God. you just got to go in there and... On, on, honestly, like man, sometimes when my girlfriend's sitting on the floor, I just like when I'm naked, I get out of the honestly, shower. Honestly, she'll sit. Harvey, she'll be bending. Hang on, she'll be bending over. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. And I just, I just made, like walk straight over, and I'll just like, oops, like she doesn't know, and I kind of like my nuts will accidentally hit her head. She's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, well, oh, oops, my bad. You know, I felt like Weinstein did that only in the spa, and it was like really obvious. Like, and it was like on purpose. They're like, ooh, this was this is a great spa. Oh, he just wow. comes in, and they're just like resting on their legs. Like, oh, shit. I think it was a little more yeah. than that, bro. I mean, like, he, that's how it started. He's a, he, he's a true <laughs> scumbag, and honestly, I don't see how anybody didn't see that coming. Like, he made a movie called The Burning. He wrote and produced it, mm-hmm. and it is just rapey in every way possible. Man. Those are the scenes I don't like. Yeah, um, he, yeah. It, it was <sighs> like like Hills Have Eyes. Like that, remember that just the rape scene in both that, that forced sex. Yeah, feel, you know? that's rape. Yeah, <laughs> that's rape. No. Forced sex. Yeah, Sorry. that's rape, dude. <laughs> I think Sorry. you're a little too vaped out, bro. No, just, like I was saying, like every scene, like. You know, he's trying to make out with the girl. He's forcing himself. Yeah, trying to force himself on a girl in every scene. Exactly. Every scene. Yeah. Yeah. Get off, creepo. Yeah, but that's what the burning was like. And the burning is seen as a horror classic. So I I, I need to check that one out, but I don't. I really don't. It'll it'll be like like, patently obvious. It's like like, 1981. It's pretty good. Hmm. It's a good horror movie, but you will see that it was made by. No, he's not in it. He wrote and produced it. But okay. It definitely shows. He's behind it. Story He's behind it, and Cripsy, it right? fucking Cripsy, shows. Cripsy story, Cropsy. Cropsy. It was Cropsy. Cropsy. That's a name. Yeah, that that's a name. Yeah. Cropsy. Of a guy or a girl. It's almost like it's it's the main killer of the burning. It's basically the story okay. of Jason, almost. You know, yeah. the way it feels. You know, yeah. like the second Jason. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And as far as this movie's <laughs> concerned, I did like the punk rock soundtrack. That was that was nice and That's refreshing. Pretty, I always like that. SLC Punk was always one of my favorite films. So anytime I feel like I'm in that realm, I'm yeah, like, definitely. All right. Not enough punk rock films. I mean, honestly, they're it's really a fun aren't. scene, dude. Like, like there's like what <laughs> Suburbia, Repo Man, SLC Punk, and what Tank else? Tank Girl, maybe. Maybe Tank Girl. That was more. Yeah. That was more like mod. I don't know what that. Is. I don't know. That that was based off of a comic book. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they need to remake that, no, I think. No. You really don't think so? <laughs> no, because no, honestly, the, the prevailing theory online is that they should be remaking bad movies because they might actually make them good. That's very you know? true. That's very but instead, true. Uh, you know, Hollywood just wants to remake, you know, everything. good movies. They want to re- remake everything. Like Halloween. Like Halloween, exactly. Over over However, again. I was a fan of Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah, that was a good one. I, I thought it was dark as fuck. I think the first one, one is good. First second one is just... I uh, didn't see the second one. Can't. Second one lost me. Can't. I saw the second one at the but movies. But were you Danny Trejo? Where he's yeah. Like, Why? Why, Michael? <laughs> I love you, Michael. Smashes yeah. over the TV. Suck <laughs> your dick, Michael. That was good to you, Mikey. 20 years. I was years. good to you, Mikey. Mikey. I was good to you. I played with your balls, Mikey. Oh, Mikey. wow. Oh, was, wow. You guys didn't watch the director's cut. Sorry. I, the thing I is, is that I totally believe that that it comes from would come from a Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. Like just knowing yeah. his dialogue. Nobody would touch you there. Now you you confided in me, Michael. Yeah, I, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that that would totally be a Rob Zombie movie. Uh, I, if he really wanted to go that far, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I shouldn't have put my finger in your butt. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But it was 10 years of staleness, Michael. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God damn. Wow, we are totally taking down Halloween. <laughs> I loved it, though. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. Well, anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Like, I guess our final rating, your final rating is 3 out of 5? 3.5. I'd say it's a solid 3. It's a very solid three. What do you think, Robert? I give it a three, too. You give it a three? Yeah, it's definitely... I watch it twice, and I don't do that much. Yeah, it, it's definitely a movie <laughs> that's not too offensive to the senses or anything, Like, or if you're like a real cinemaphile, it's nothing that's like really, really bad or boring. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's obviously a made-for-TV movie. Solid it, romance made-for-TV. <laughs> yeah, and it has that feel to it. Yeah, you know? good enough for Showtime. And, and that was before, yeah. you know, that whole thing started to take off with Showtime and HBO and everything, you know, so... 
Yeah. It, it has that early quality to it. Before? No, this is at the end, man. This is 2004. 2004, yeah. 2000, the heyday Damn. for Showtime was Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah. Right? You would stay up for tentacle <laughs> porn. You would stay up for that. But I would fall asleep. Or er- erotic this. confessions on Cinemax. If there this came on at, at midnight, I would fall asleep during it. I would I'd get through the first honeymoon scene and be done. There'd be a, a quick dopamine rush if that this was happening in 2004. I'm just kidding. That, that wouldn't happen. I'd never masturbate. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you got a really special episode here. Mr. Chaz Grab. Yeah. Trial look, by Air. Look me up on Spotify. I got playlists of all the bands that have been on Trial by Air uninterrupted. If you want to listen to the, uh, get to know the bands that are making that music, what we do is kind of similar to this. We just break down what they're doing. Exactly. Only in um, a very non-noted Way I have no idea. I listen to the bands. I don't. I only know where they're from usually. So I like to just really dig in, and yeah, and just kind of take it. You just uh, take it as it is, and just kind of interpret it as you hear it. Yeah, and there's so many bands out there that have never seen a, a worldwide stage before, exactly. yeah, and we're exactly. their first interview, and that's what's so cool about it. In my, in my opinion, is this is a document for them to look back on. You know. If they keep going in 10 years, you know, hey, remember that first interview we did? It's all right here with that first EP. And yeah, it's I mean, just a and little it'll, piece it'll be of, out there on iTunes and everything. Exactly. You know? Hopefully yeah. hopefully it's all still there in, in, in an archive or something somewhere. Oh, but, I'm, I'm sure that it's probably still out there. Yeah, but I like to feel as though what we're doing is going to undercut A&R and record uh, yeah. producers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not record producers, um, record execs. I, I want to be able to to give people a chance without having to throw everything into one pot and and risk it all. Yeah, you know they've already come this far. They've made an album. They've they've put in hundreds of hours of of creativity and, and practice and and they've honed in on their art. Just give them a chance. Exactly. It doesn't. Why do they have to go? Why do they have to go through an A and R label and and sit there and, and use social media, which just drains your soul and all this crap? Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's very. Let somebody difficult. do that yeah. for you. Well, nobody's gonna do that because they want your money. But this is a platform where people can get on and for free, and they can tell exactly why they're making music. They can talk yeah. about how hard, or or just have fun. Just tell me fun stories about things that have happened to you on tour, or things that have happened while you're making this album, or yeah, yeah. or or anything. Tell me a funny story. Tell me what what feels good. Um, you know, and and that's what we talk about. It, it, and then in, intermittently, every five minutes, you get an uninterrupted song. Completely wow. unedited. Yeah. And show notes, of course, lead you to everything. This is an all-in-one podcast. So much like the, um, I don't know. I don't know. It feels like a radio show, but it, it's not. It it's, definitely it's has like MTV behind the music. Yeah, it has that yeah. vibe to it. It kind of feels like you're listening to one of the uh, serious radio Maybe, yeah, yeah. stations, kind of. Yeah, a little deep dive. Yeah. Yeah. Deep dive stuff. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. But it's it, fun. It's definitely a fun podcast. But to with people, to. you have no fucking yeah. idea who they are. Exactly. You know, there's <laughs> not, there's no big names here, no rock yeah. stars. It's yeah. just people making music and people just loving music and mm-hmm. talking about it. Yeah, Maybe that'll change all one one day. Yeah. The goal, I guess, is, is five years. Bo and I have talked about this, you know, five years or, or seven years, ideally, uh, to be able to get a band on. And 24 hours later, that band is is ready to to hit the road with the money that they've made through iTunes sales Fuck and, yeah. and Bandcamp yeah. sales, and because just we, by being on your show, because we've turned a huge audience onto this tiny little band that they that was yeah. their Kickstarter. That's, they did one episode of our show, and boom, now they can go on tour and go to those those people who donated that 50 bucks, that 25 bucks. Maybe it's enough to get them to their city, and they can see that band in, in person. Hell yeah, in man. their lifetime. Yeah, hell yeah! I definitely recommend checking this show out. And yeah, on thank Twitter, you, dude, for letting me come on. I appreciate oh, it. Oh man, it's it's great having you here. Honestly, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, it was it was a lot one. of fun. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and uh, you can find find you on Twitter, right? On at TB Variety Show. Yep, TB Variety Show. Uh, uh, trial by Air Variety Show on Instagram. Everywhere else, Trial by Air Variety Show dot com, and you can write me at. 
trial by air variety show at gmail.com and submit your band there. Also, there's a Patreon. We won't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we barely bring up our Patreon as well. <laughs> it's there. It exists. Yeah. But we're not at that level yet, really. I can not I can offer you guys some stickers, but just find me in person. I'll give you some stickers. Yeah, yeah, I don't, for sure. I don't have much on my Patreon. Yeah, Collateral Cinema doesn't have anything like that just yet, mm-hmm. but we're working up to that. And you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Spotify. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on Instagram. We are on YouTube. Stitcher. We are on WordPress. We're on Tumblr. We're all over the place, ladies and gentlemen. You're on Tumblr too? Yeah, we're on Tumblr. Yeah. yeah. We have a Tumblr. We we uh, we post straight from Podbean onto Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So definitely check us out. Check Trial by Error out. You guys are hit. And yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and check this movie out. It's pretty okay. You can probably find it for about four or five, four or five bucks somewhere, you know. And I think it might even be on Hulu and Amazon Prime and I don't stuff know. like that. Amazon Prime. It, it, I know. It, it, I know for a fact it's on Hulu. Cool. Shutter. Yeah. Shutter. Well, you should go to your local movie store and buy it from there because those places are closing down fast, and that experience in itself yeah. is gonna die out. Yeah. Me personally, I live and die by my DVD stores, mm-hmm. man. I have mm-hmm. to go every couple of weeks. Shout out Entertain Mart, Kerrville. Oh yeah, CE Exchange, <laughs> y'all. High price books. Right on. Got to Right on. But yeah, Collateral Cinema is out, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. Yeah. See you later. Collateral Cinema is an L Company production. All music and movie clips are owned by their respective creators. Please don't sue us. We're poor.